We want to welcome you to the New Song Podcast, coming to you from beautiful Colorado Springs. We love receiving your prayer requests and comments at newsongcs.com. Thanks for listening as Pastor Stephen Hibden shares an encouraging word of God's love. Including them in our day, and we just include you right now once again, remind ourselves as we close our eyes that you are a part of us. You are a part of our day. You are a part of our lives. Um, you have words to speak to us. And I just pray for every individual person here today. I thank you by the power of the Holy Spirit, which is God's presence, God's presence on this earth that you're going to speak to us. You're going to speak to us today. And ev further, furthermore, which I've never said that word before, but furthermore, I need to say, you're in the right spot because God's going to do something special in our, in our midst today. I'm expecting it. I've sensed it this whole week that God's had, God had something special to do. God's presence in a special way among us today. It's not um, uh, status quo. It's not uh, same old. It's not uh, routine. What God wants to do in this place today. I, it's just what what he's what he's been speaking to me. God, it loves to um, just ruin, uh, obliterate our our normalness, our normalcy. He loves to get us out of um, mediocrity. He just loves it. He just wants us to get past stagnant, being stagnant, being sitting sitting still. Now listen. There is a place to stand still and see what God does. That was a word that we got as a church uh, on an email uh, not too long ago. I believe it was from Brother Joe. Stand still and just watch what I do amongst you. And yes, we want to stand still, Lord. But as we stand still, you are not standing still. You are fighting before us. And I see the picture of, um, can I just share this with you? I see a picture of like... Um, Something very scriptural, but also very historic in that um, when the battles were fought in the old, old, old days, they would send the worshipers ahead. And they did not have guns or swords or knives or spears spears or arrows. They just had their voices and they had their instruments. And they sent them ahead and they played and they worshiped. And that was the first, that's kind of a gruesome story after that. But I like, I like it for today, that we're not in a battle like that, but we are certainly in a spiritual battle. And we are taking, we are taking the enemy by force by just standing still and worshiping. And let the worship take place, and God will fight your battles. That's what I'm getting to. I got to the point. God will fight your battles. I don't know what you're going through today. Go ahead and um, just be comfortable before the Lord. And what I mean by that today right now is um, be seated for a moment. Be seated, but don't disengage. Don't disengage. But there's the word for you. God wants to fight your battles. And I want you to just think about what is it that you need from him today? Or what is it that you're... Um, looking at that's making you worry, making you fret, making you nervous, giving you anxiety, giving you fear, making you sick. You might say, well, do you know, I don't have any of those. Your response is thankfulness then. It should be a strong thankfulness to God that you don't have any of those things. But if you are not in that boat and you need something, 
you're in the response that, God, I need you to do this for me. And God loves to help his children. Bow your heads, please. Bow your heads. Concentrate. Concentrate on the Lord. It's not something you have to try to do, but I just want you to just uh, focus. Focus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. You're worthy. You're worthy. Regardless of the boat you're in with ask, needing something, we do need to be thankful regardless of um, how much we need from him. So take a moment right now and thank him. We thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for our blessings, for the air we breathe, for our jobs, for our houses, for our cars, all those things. But we're thankful for our lives to serve you, to worship you. Maybe some of those things have been taken away from us, or maybe they're uneasy right now, or, or, or our family is not intact right now. But you have something to be thankful for. God wants to take you somewhere today. If you don't, if you don't know me, just take this by, by faith. You know God. He's speaking to you. But he wants to take you somewhere you haven't been today. He wants to take you somewhere you haven't been today. Maybe it's in the realm of thankfulness. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. You know, guys, you can open your eyes. I went to a concert last night, uh, a U2 concert. They were in town. Did you guys know that? It was a U2 cover band, and they were awesome. They sounded just like them. And one of the players in the band is actually here today. And... Um, there's a song they sing called Where the Streets Have No Name, and there's lots bigger meaning than this. But I was, this is what I was thinking about in that last worship song, God is Greater, God is Bigger, is that he has a street that he wants to take you down. That ha It's not a Bible verse, <laughs> but he has a street he wants to take you down that you don't even know the name of yet because you haven't been there yet. But God wants to take you there. And I think some of you have been some places with God, and, and I, have, I, I have, I know that maybe some of you have been deep places with God that you just want others to experience. That's what I want. That's what I want for some of you who have not experienced God's presence before in a real way, not in a religious Sunday morning stuffy get through it routine way but he has a place to take you i've been there i hope some of you have been there but maybe even where i've been i would hope there's something even that doesn't has it doesn't have a name yet that i can't even name yet what he wants to do where he wants to take me and i hope i hope you have enough belief in god that there's more for you there's more for us than where you've been before there's more there's more Today, have an expectancy from God. Uh, I'll give you till uh, 10, 15. I'll give you till, not, not that kind of expectancy, but just have an expectancy with God. God, I know where we've been together, but I need you to take me further because what I got right now, what I've seen of you, I need more to get to. I, I, I'm not in this journey just for what I've seen. There's got to be more kind of have that attitude, that expectancy because he's got more for you. Amen.
if you're sensing God speak to you or if today as, as we worship, if, if he's speaking to you to share something with someone else, this is a great atmosphere for you to encourage someone around you. Maybe just yourself is all that needs to be encouraged. You encourage yourself in the Lord. Um, David said, I uh, encourage myself in the Lord because uh, he was going through some tough times. L encourage yourself. If you have a word for the body as, as a whole, you'll come up to uh, Brother Joe or not to chat because he's busy up here. You come over to Sister uh, Anna Faith and you talk to her. And, uh, and they'll, and they'll uh, hear what you have to say, and we'll figure out how to go from there with it. But, Lord, we love you today. We worship you today.
there's a grace in this room today for always. There's always a grace for this. But there's a grace for healing in this room today. Healing of sickness in your body. You know that something we believe as a church, Foursquare, it believes in many things, but the reason it's called Foursquare is the four that they, they preached in the old days was Jesus is the baptizer. Jesus is the soon coming king. Jesus is the savior of your soul. And he's also the healer. And um, the Bible calls him the great doctor, the great physician. And um, sometimes we, we, can, we can trust for our uh, sins to be forgiven, but we can't trust for our sickness. If, if he can forgive our sins, if he can forgive Rick's sins, let me just say that right there, then he can heal anybody. And if you're here today and you are needing a touch from, the, from, from Jesus, your great physician, today he wants to do that in you. And I just don't know particularly the way to um, go about it, except that um, it does say, call on the elders of the church to anoint you with oil and then you will recover. So let's do it that way, okay? So if you're here, and um, why don't you just, uh, we have a giant stage up here, um, a giant area for you to come to. One of these days, we're just going to move out of this place. How about we do it soon? How about, how about the fifth? How about two weeks from today, we'll move out. But there's some space here, and it's going to make you feel awkward. I thought about having you all stand first so that you don't feel awkward, so that you can come up. But I want everyone to see. I want everyone to be able to see. And sometimes when we're all standing, the people in the back, Chandler will get bored and he'll get on his phone and he won't even pay attention. So I'm just being on it. <laughs> but if you're here, it's going to be awkward. I want you to just come line up up here, all right? And we're going to pray for you. And uh, we'll see who's up here before we ask people to help us pray because it might be someone I asked to help pray that needs prayer. So come on up here and line up and we'll just assume you need prayer right where you're at you don't have to come up you don't have to be a woman of faith but right on so we got one great so we, there's only one person here that needs prayer today that's good so we'll all focus on you Jordy just kidding we probably will be more come on up come on up come on up and be prepared I'm not gonna ask um, for help helpers to pray but some of you um, are going to come up and you're going to get some oil and you're going to just put it right on their head or you can put it right on their hand. Come on up. Come on up. Scoot up. Scoot up. I actually know that there's more, so I'll just wait. Just come on up. Don't feel, don't feel bashful. Don't feel bashful. Mm, anyone else that needs There's a grace for it, so I don't want you to miss it. I don't want you to miss it. God's going to touch you today. God's going to touch you today. Begin to pray if you uh, know you're not coming up to uh, to get prayed for to be that you're sick or you have a healing that needs to be get get prayed up because you're gonna come up and help me pray. You're gonna come because God's already put it in on your heart. You better be up there to help pray. You be you get up there to help pray. Anybody else? Anybody else before we do this? And of course, God knows you don't have to. You don't have to come up here, but the step of faith causes something to happen it'll happen something and I, I i don't if if you've been here any amount of time i've never done it this way but this is the way we're doing it today anybody else one last call one last call great 
scoot, scoot on up a little bit so that we can fit in here. All right, who is going to help me pray today? Who's going to help me pray? I need at least one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And you're going to put your hand on their back. And here's some oil. And the oil is just some, something in the Bible that represents God's presence. That's all it means. God's presence is in this place. And this is our little symbol of it right here. So who's who's uh, needs the oil? Just pass it to those. It's not going to get on. It's not going to mess up your outfit. All right. You don't even have to necessarily touch them anywhere specific with the oil. It's just a symbol of God's presence. All right. If you're behind them, that's you agreeing. So you agreeing? Are you coming up? Are you coming up to agree with them? Okay. Put your hand on one of their shoulders. All right. Amen. Amen. So we got everybody covered. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't even know what that word means. But I just sense God's presence in this place. And I got to say, we love you, Jesus. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Quite honestly, I was waiting to sense something from the Holy Spirit. I sensed it immediately. Once we were obedient to him right now, we're obedient. Don't pray for healing necessarily right now. Just say more of you, God, more of you in my life, more of you in my life, God. And the people behind, you don't have to pray a specific prayer unless it's on your heart. Just be agreeing with them. Lord, we love your presence. Everyone in the room, everyone in the room, if you feel comfortable, you just worship Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your presence. Lord, we thank you for your presence. Let us become more aware of your presence, God. And it's not emotionalism. It's not religion. It's not um, something we work up. It's not a pep rally. It's the power of Jesus' name. Jesus, you died on the cross for our sins, but you also died for our healing and to touch us and to remove addictions in Jesus' name and to give us peace in Jesus' name and to, to take away worry in Jesus' name and to take away fear in Jesus' name. We come against that fear. Just remove it right now. Remove it from the heart that is keeping them in their bondage to sickness or whatever it is. Take away that fear in Jesus' name. Oh, we love you, God. Just take some time. We're not, we're not, we're not going to hurry this. We're not going to hurry this. Those that are asking for healing, just receive right now. Just open your hands or open your, your, uh, uh, your, your spirit to, to let God touch you. And it's not going to necessarily be a feeling that you're going to feel. It is a step of faith. You stepped up here in faith, and it's a belief. It's a belief in something you can't see. We believe in Jesus' name. We believe in Jesus' name. Jesus, we love you, Jesus. We praise you. We praise you, God. Oh, God, we love you. We love you, Jesus. Just, just receive your healing right now. Receive your healing. Jesus' name. We cannot rush this. We cannot rush this. I'm sorry. We're just going to take some time to pray. You pray. You pray out there. And if you have a specific prayer for someone, be ready to give them that word. Because you're going to touch in Jesus' name. You're going to touch in Jesus' name. That is just a kind of a speaking in another tongue. It just says, I don't know what else to say to God. We love you, Jesus. We love you. We receive our healing. You tell him right now, Jesus, I need you to touch me. I need you to touch me. 
and let him do it. Let him do it. Whatever that need is that you have, remove it. Remove that worry. Remove that sickness in Jesus' name. Let it be gone. We rebuke you, devil. We rebuke you trying to take down my sister. Lord, we, we give her strength. We pray strength back into her body. We pray complete wholeness in jesus name there is a power in jesus name we pray that you reconstruct you are the great physician we thank you for a successful surgery this week but we pray for complete recovery and something bigger and better than he had before i pray a complete restoration bigger keep praying friends keep praying for them keep praying it sometimes relies on our faith sometimes their faith sometimes faith corporately and lord we need all of them right now we need all of our faith together in jesus name just restore completely from the bottom of his feet to the top of his head everything that the enemy would love to steal away from my brother in jesus name in jesus name you completely restore it to him completely restore it to him in jesus name in Jesus' name. There's nothing about your prayer, but there's something about Jesus. There's something about Jesus. We're going to sing, let us become, let us become more aware. And you just continue to worship, and you guys just stay up here and worship for a moment. Just in the attitude of openness. Just the attitude of openness. We love you. Let us experience the glory. We love you, Jesus. Worship him. Worship him. We're just taking a little bit more time with this, okay? Okay, just take a little bit more time with this. We're not done. We're not done. Jesus. Jesus. Let she mount up like wings like eagles. Let her mount up as wings like eagles. That's what God would say to you. Let you just rest in him. Let yourself not be on the, you're not If you have a word for one of these up here, you ask God. You ask God. Okay? She has a word. Okay, just one second. Just one second. Just be ready to give it. Just be ready. Just continue to worship. God is working in this place today. God is working. So we're just taking a moment, all right? Could you please worship out here? Please worship and take this time to participate in what God wants to do in your heart. 
Jesus, Jesus. God is speaking. God is speaking. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, is it Mary? Can you just share with us? I wanted to share. Um, I wanted to share um, a healing that the Lord has given to me. Um, I've already received it. <laughs> the last few weeks, I've had a really, really bad backache and sciatic nerve damage or pinching or whatever it is and it's been very very painful and I've had a lot of back aches throughout throughout my my life but I just wanted to to say that the healing has come and I wanted to thank the Lord for that this is this is just so awesome to be able to get up and say during this time that it's already happened for me and it will happen for for another word here mm -hmm. um there was a, a word from uh, a thank a thank you word from my friend clay uh he they, they moved here from hawaii um uh, not too long ago a couple of months they didn't know why they didn't know what what they were going to do here they didn't know what the job was that they ha god had for them and um a long story short he's been waiting on um god to just provide and um extremely abundantly over abundantly provided exactly the job he wanted at exactly the place he wanted he's working for the utility company in a job that he he hoped to get that we've been waiting to hear and he got it and they asked him how much how much uh do you want to get paid basically and he said well i was thinking this and they said well we were thinking a little bit higher about about 15 how much per uh, a lot lot per month uh and per year that he's going to make more over over and above above and it just confirmed to them that god has got them on the right path the cost of living in hawaii and to get a raise coming here the cost of, yeah it's god is blessing you i saw that that's awesome um i wanted to give god praise for that but all of you that are up here um um, God has got his hand on you. You can go, why don't you guys go um, back to your seats and everyone would you stand with us? Would you stand with us? Um, there's someone else I wanted to pray for together and that was Mary Lou Sutherland. She's uh, been a part of our, is she in the room today? Probably not, huh? She, um, pardon? Uh-huh. And um, would you all stand with me? We're going to agree for her. She has uh, been dealing with cancer for so long, such strong, uh, a hold on her life and um it's something we need everyone to help with she's gone through it she's gotten through it at times she's been touched of it and then it comes back and um man i just feel for her so lord we just thank you right now for this spirit of of uh, healing that is in this room the grace for healing i guess it would be called and we claim our sister mary lou sutherland for uh healing for wholeness for strength for restoration for complete touch and her body that it would be only can only be called because of you jesus that this is done would you agree with me together just agree just tell just say your own prayer to god it doesn't have to be a loud prayer to, out loud so everyone hears you but just say a prayer we she needs it she needs it touch that can't touch that body and remove that cancer in jesus name that she would not have to keep going back to chemo and keep going back to the hospital and keep talking to doctors in jesus name in Jesus name when we also pray for Chrissy Chrissy bright in Jesus name as she has um, uh, lo lost eyesight in one of her eyes because of this um, this 
um, MS, Lord Jesus. We pray in Jesus' name that you restore that eyesight in Jesus' name. That that nerve would be reconstructed in Jesus' name. Would you agree with me for this? This is not just something that, oh, we'll pray, hope that happens. I'm believing it'll happen. I told her, this is going to happen for you soon, so we're, we're going to continue to pray for it. We believe for complete reconstruction of that eye so that she can see normal, that she would have a little bit of a testimony and touch that MS in Jesus' name. Would you say that to Jesus? Just, just, I, we need your faith. We need all of your faith together. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. We Just kind of um, acknowledge if you sense God's presence in this place today. Who senses God's presence in this place today? Amen, amen. God's got more for you. We're going to continue. We're going to go ahead and sing. Uh, mm -hmm. Yep, that's good. Just be comfortable before the Lord. If you want to stay standing, you want to get on your knees. If you have something you need prayer for still, it's not about sickness. You can come up here. We'll pray for you. This song, I love it as a prayer for my life. When, when you're going through tough times, let me just tell you what's going on. I'm going to go ahead and ha have you be seated. Can I just explain something to them? Um, as a church, um, this week has been quite, uh, quite eventful. Um, you Many of you know that we are um, preparing to move across uh, the Red Sea, Jordan, whatever, whatever um, personification you want to use. I'm trying to think of the word I'm trying to say, but whatever representation from the Bible you want to use, we're crossing over into new times for our church. Um, this building has been a wonderful uh, blessing. We've experienced this last year, uh, some great things. And as you know, we are, we are having growing pains in this place. And I haven't explained it like this before, but I, I'm going with this right now because I sense it. You know, we've been having growing pains. And when you, when you have a birth, um, that's what happens. You have um, contractions. What? What were you going to say? I've never had one. I've never had a baby. What? Labor pains, yes, labor pains, um, and the thing is, if you don't have the labor pains and you don't have the birthing, you don't have the life, and there's times in our life, a season that we go through, and it gets really uh, fun or exciting, sad, happy, boring, stagnant, and then there's times like you have a baby, right? I've had, I've had four of them through Cynthia, three through Cynthia, and one through another place. It was adoption. Don't get mixed up. Don't, it was no one else. There's no one else for me than you. But as we went through, when you go, if you don't go through that time, you don't get to see the life that God brings on the other side of it. And it for a moment, it is a, it is painful. For a moment, it is 
Your life is fleeting before you. I remember literally for Cynthia, I felt like they had to quickly do a C-section because the baby's not breathing or heartbeat's not good. Oh, get her into this. And it was not exciting. It was not fun. It was not, yay, this is just like I saw on TV. It was scary. And I felt probably worse than she did because she was kind of drugged up and I just felt like I was going to throw up. I was so nervous and worried that what's going to happen. But, you know, very soon after that the C-section happened, the baby was there and there was life and it was exciting. And I just tell you as a church, that's what we're, if you don't get to have those moments, um, then you don't get to have the life. But if you, if you don't want the life, just keep those moments from happening. Don't birth anything. Don't let the Holy Spirit uh, call you to anything. Don't listen to God and ask him to bring you deeper, take you further. Don't do that. Or, and it'll, it, life will be cal calm. It definitely will. But you'll be choosing your, um, I wrote something down. You'll be choosing I want to say it right. You'll be choosing your certainty. I said this last week. You'll be choosing your certainty for God's confidence. You'll be choosing your certainty instead of stepping out of the boat and doing something interesting for God. You'll be choosing your calmness. Pardon? That's a good word for it, too. You'll be choosing your complacency for the ripples God wants to make through your life. And it will be nice. You will have a nice life. You'll probably have peace, and you will get to heaven. But, you know, the, 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 uh, the Israelites, I was going to say the disciples, there's probably a good comparison there, too. But listen, the Israelites could have chosen to stay in their normalcy in Egypt, but they left and they went into their desert. They, some of them didn't want to do it, but once they got into their desert, God began to speak and God began to show up and God began to do miracles and God began to feed them and give them providence and things happened. But often while that was, they were going through that, they would say, you know, though, back in Egypt, Yes, I know that we had to make bricks. Yes, I know that I had to go uh, to that, back to that job or back to that life or back to um, that bondage or that addiction. But it was a lot easier. It was, or at least I, I knew what was going on there. It was certain. I knew that every day I would get up at 7 a.m. and go to work. I knew that every day at... Um, I don't know how late they worked there, 11 p.m. probably, I would go home and then I'd get up the next day. But, so can I go back there? And God would say to you today, yes, go back if you like. Go back to your Egypt. I know it's so cliche to say it this way, but it's the best way I can explain it. Go back to your place. But if you want to get out in the desert, I think the desert could be another word for future for some of you. Choose something bigger than just what you had before. The future is for give there there's 
a future for everyone, but some people's future is the same as yesterday, and that future is in Egypt, or that future is in whatever you're in that you just can't get out of. But there's another future, and the real future is the one that you choose. And it was certainly a cho choice for Moses to take those folks across the Red Sea. He saw, how am I going to do this? But when you don't, if you don't choose to choose, then you've already chosen this life, this other life, this calm life. And it'll be certain, I promise. It might not promise, but it'll probably be certain. You'll probably be fine. But there's so much more. Why wouldn't you want to step out into what God's got for you? And I say that to say that God's just been speaking to me so much and to Cynthia this weekend. And I feel like if God speaks to us as a corporate body, I think it's a reflection of what God's speaking to you as an individual. Did you hear me? If God is speaking something as a corporately to us as a church, new song, uh, but the body of Christ, He's probably speaking you to call to go deeper. He's probably calling you to take another step. If you're listening, he probably will. And this will just confirm to you, oh, he's doing that with all of us, and that's what he's calling us to do. And um, so I say, um, you know, we've been waiting on God, and we gave we we put our 30 days notice uh, in on this place because we have another place we like to be in, another building. And um, the long story short with that is probably most of you have heard that we're waiting for permits from the city. The owners are waiting. It's not our building. We're going to lease it. We're waiting for permits from the city. And it could be um, a month. It could be two weeks. It could be three months. That's what they told us this last week. So that gives us a little bit of a delay. But somebody told me that delays are not uh, a mistake by God. God's got something in store for us he's got something planned for us and here's the thing in my heart i've surrendered to his plans but i have my plans this is what i want this is when i want it this is how i want it done but i surrender to you god i surrender i surrender we have 30 days left in this place but i surrender but i was i almost feel like i haven't been completely surrendered till this week and the feeling i get when i'm surrendered knowing what do you want god is so freeing inside of me. I just feel like, oh, why didn't I just trust you? And so um, in November 5th, we're going to be moving, and we're going to be moving to a school for a period of time. It is a school right nearby here. It's called Queen Palmer Elementary. It seats 375 people. I think it's a beautiful auditorium. It, we don't have to set up the chairs, and then it's got a huge gymnasium as well for our kids to, to be in. It, it's going to be really a great situation, but I could not see it as a great situation until I surrender. And I see, I keep hearing these words from people, and I keep hearing, sensing new ideas from God about who are we going to touch? How, how many are we going to touch in this little time span that we go to this school a public school in the middle of our neighborhood at where people send their kids they'll know where th i don't have to explain to them we are in a building next to the american cancer society oh is that a church no it's office i don't have to i just say we're coming to your school to meet on sundays and god's presence is going to fill that place every sunday morning and people on Monday, I, you know, this is, the, this is just the side effects, but 
they're going to sense it. There's the God's presence is going to be in that place. And not only it, are we getting to do this um, by the district gives permission, but with blessing the print, the principal and the staff. Oh, please come. We need your prayers. We need your help. It's probably one of the least affluent um, schools. It is in, in, in district 11 and we are going to be able to fill that place with God's presence and we're going to be able to invite people. And I can just imagine God up in heaven and he's, he's watching all of these little pieces come together and he's like, the only problem right now I see is that Stephen, not Joe, not Bob, not Tim, not Mark, but Stephen is, um, he's, he's not surrendered. I don't know, maybe you weren't either, but I, I know you want this place, but I'm going to give you this place. But look at this family, and look at this family, and look at this person, and look at this neighbor, and these people need me, and they would ne you would have never touched them. That's why I let this... I don't know if he's saying this, but that's why I let that place that you are in, this place, sell so that you would get out. And because this person needs you now, you, you, they need me now, and you need to move into that place so that they can meet me. And so that's what God is doing. He's going to use us, and yes, we're going to come to church, and we're going to receive for ourselves. But it's also almost going to be like a little mini mission field for us built in to our community. That's what God's doing um, but God has got things like that for you as well. God has got things that you need to step out and do. This song is a song, uh, kind of like a great prayer song. And um, I want them to sing it and feel free to sing along. And um, let God speak to you. And we'll see what we're going to do next.
need you. I need you, Jesus, just nice and quietly. I need you, Jesus. If that's your prayer, he'll do it. He'll do it. No other name. Capture. I need you, Jesus. Sing that. I need you. I need you, Jesus. Need you, Jesus. Where else can I? Oh, Jesus. There's no other name. Is that you today? I need you. Sing that again. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. Come to my rescue. Where else can I go? There's no other name. Jesus. Jesus. Here's this. Here's this for three or four or all of you. If you if you're open, it'll be for for you, because <laughs> it's the Bible. So, I want to read a Bible. I want to read a little passage for you. It's found in Matthew, chapter eight. It was right after. Are you listening? Right after, and we'll be out of here on time today. Don't worry. Right after they 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 had just um, Jesus had called someone deeper. He called your name. Okay, he called your name. You put your name in this place, Chandler. Okay, he called somebody deeper. I said your name twice today, Chandler. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry, but I I see you, my friend, as a as a Paul. I see you as you don't even know who Paul is probably in the Bible, but he was one bad dude, one bad hombre. One bad hombre, but then God got a hold of him. But then God got a hold of him. It's my friend Jay back there. That's what God's done in his life. And he doesn't stop getting a hold. Well, keep playing. Makes it sound so much better. Going to get a hold of you, my friend, in a whole new way. He's going to get a hold of you, my friend. You know, when God calls us or when God speaks to me, I cannot settle for not for somebody missing it. So I will not let you miss this, all right? It's right after Jesus had um, these people that said, well, he said, follow me. Come on. Follow me. And and um and he, and they said and and they said, "Oh, I will, but I have to go do this first. No, don't go do that. Follow me. Stop. Don't do your thing. Follow me." It was right after this. He had just been saying, "You know, it's tough to tough to follow me." All right, so follow me. The guy said, "Well, I have to bury someone." Well, but let them bury themselves. He gets really strong here, and I don't I don't completely understand how how it, it's. I'm not even going to go into that part. But he just got done t calling people deeper, in other words. And then he says, guys, Matthew, Mark, or John, and Luke, or Thomas, and Theodore, Thea, 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 Bartholomew. Let's get out of here. There are way too many people here. We've got to get out of here. I am getting tired of, uh, I'm tired, and I, I, need to go, I, need to, I need to get out of here. Let's just get in a boat. Let's get out of here. They get in a boat. Let's, let's go over here. 
I can imagine the storm had already started and they were thinking, what are you thinking, Jesus? If we're going to get out of here, let's not take the boat. Let's take the car somewhere else. And Jesus says, get in the boat and let's go to the other side. And as they got, in, they got into the boat, disciples followed him. Maybe even some of the ones that said, I'm busy. And he said, follow me anyways. Well, I'm not going in that storm. I know what's going on out there in that river and that lake. Come on. I, I, you see the storm clouds? I see something different. Follow me. They get in the boat. They're out in the middle. You know the story. The waves and storm come up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping? Jesus had fallen asleep? Go back, go back. Suddenly a furious storm came up so that the waves swept over the... But Jesus was sleeping. And I just want to speak to you today that you're in a place that you're like, I need you, Jesus. Come to my rescue. And he says, you have the worst voice in the world, but I I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping through it. You might think, Jesus, are you not listening? I need you right now. Where are you? But Jesus was sleeping. Why was Jesus sleeping? Because he doesn't care about you, right? Because he doesn't care about what you're... No. Jesus was sleeping because Jesus was calm. Jesus wrote the book on the whole style of keep calm and do this or keep calm. I don't even know. That's such a dumb... <laughs> Who made those up? Every Keep calm and play tennis. Keep calm and have you seen those things? Like keep calm. Jesus was calm, all right? At verse 25, the disciples went and woke him up saying, Lord, do you know what's going on here? I'm in a storm. I need you, Jesus. Come to my rescue. I'm about to drown. He replied, oh, you of little faith, Cynthia. Why are you, I won't pick on anyone on that one because that would be kind of mean, but you are, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds. Oh, Lord Jesus, we just ask that these winds just in the next couple of days, in the next, we just start to pray. You know what we're dealing with right now. There's a lot of bad weather. and Oh, Jesus, we just expecting it. In the next three, few, four days or five days, whenever you want, well, whatever your will is, if you want the, no, it was, he just said, he's Jesus. So he didn't even have to pray, oh, Jesus. He just rebuked it, and it was done. It wasn't a long prayer like we sometimes do. You know this mom and this mom's grandma, and you know what they're doing in their house and their aunt. You just know what's, and God sometimes just says, just, just rebuke it, and he rebukes it, and the waves. Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. That's what God wants to do in your life. Is there one more verse? The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this that even the winds and the waves obey him? Jesus is the great disruptor of our souls. But he's also the king of the waves and the storms that you deal with. What you're going through, all Jesus has to do is whoosh, and it's done. It's stopped. Maybe you want your storm to stop. I need you. I need you. I need you, Jesus. But sometimes he might even ask you to come out on the boat with him where he knows the storm is going to be. Come, come on. 
Don't you think Jesus knew the storm was going to be there? I think he needed to teach Bartholomew a lesson. Maybe he doesn't need to teach you the lesson you learned it already, but he probably, chances are you haven't. That when you get out in the storm, that he's there with you. And maybe, maybe um, Bartholomew needed to know that. Maybe you need to know that today. Guys, let's get in the boat. Let's go out in the let's go out in the boat and let the storm happen. It's <laughs> probably what was going on, so that I can do something in you. If you're here today and um, you need to respond to that in some way, whatever that means to you, just say, "Jesus, I acknowledge. I know that you're here. I, I definitely am in a storm right now." It's a financial storm. It's a this, it's a that. God wants to tell you, yes, I will disrupt your life, but I will be right there in the midst of it too. I am with you wherever you go. And maybe I need this to happen just to show you that I show up. I show up in your life and I do miracles. I do the impossible in you and through you. In you and through you. Do you know that it doesn't happen for you? You're not arrived yet at everything God has for you yet? Everybody knows that, right? It, you're not done. Like, God's not like, oh, well, he's done. So he's already got everything he needs. Daniel, you're good. No, he says, I still got things to do in you and through you. It's not going to happen outside of the process. So step into the desert Step out of your little Egypt house, Egyptian house. Go out into the desert. Go let choose your future in front of you. See where I want to take you. But God, I see a storm in the midst, in, 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 in the horizon. God, I see a literal river. I can't get through this river. Step out and see what I do. And I'm sure Moses was like, oh, man, I do not know. These people are, and these people are following. Oh, now, that, now they're coming after me. The Egyptians start following. They start coming. They're getting ready to kill them all. And he says, I got to do it. And God pushes them out into the Red Sea. And what happens? That one of the greatest miracles that we've ever seen in the Bible happens because he steps out. You get, the, you get the idea. God's doing something in this place and in you. Would you respond right now, Jesus? If there is someone, Father God, if there is someone here today that has not understood that you are there in the midst of what they're going through, that you have called them to bigger, you have called them to better, you have called them to greater, you have called them to deeper, you have called them to more that they would get it through their hard heads or that they would get it through their hard hearts or they would get it through their bitterness that they've held on to thinking, I'm going to hold on to my bitterness as long as I can because I don't want you to penetrate this heart of mine. They get, that you would get through their pride. If they are too prideful, you would break through their pride, that you would speak to them through the, the foolishness of men, that you would speak to them through me. The least of these, not trying to be false 
humble. I feel the least of these, but you would speak to them through me and that they would see you would get through their pride, that you would get through their insecurities and you would say, I have bigger plans for you to do more for me. This is the end. This is, there's not much time left. If you're here today and you're responding for maybe the first or second time that you just don't know Jesus, you haven't had him in your life, this would be the goodest time as any. Is there anyone that needs to do that? You're like, I need, to, I need to come back to Jesus. Who is it? Who is it that needs to do that today? You're here and you need to come back to Jesus. Yep. Yep. Anybody else? Who here expects God to do bigger through you? Please raise your hand whether you want to or not. Because God's got bigger for you. Thank you, Jesus. Would you repeat this after me? Father God, I am sorry. You don't have to say it if you don't want to, but this is a good prayer for you. I am sorry that I have not given you my whole self. I completely surrender that you may do bigger, that you may do better, that you may do greater things in the midst of my storm. Show yourself to me. Do the impossible in me and through me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You're not alone. Do you know that? You're not alone. Is that what the song is? Perfect. Perfect. Now we're going to receive our offering in a, in a minute. Get out your $100 bills. Just kidding. I'm just kidding.
not alone. I am not alone. You will live before me. You will never leave me. Would you come up, Randy? You know, one of the greatest storms um, we've seen is the hurricane that just had happened, a couple of hurricanes. And I remember, you know how I, um, we just stand right here with us. Um, um, you know how I said, you know, if you don't let yourself birth something, you'll, you'll, you'll never, you won't have pain, but then, um, but you won't have life either. And I felt like, um, well, Cynthia felt like we need to do something for the hurricane, for the people there. And I felt like we step out and do something, look at it, we're just, I mean, forgive me for being a man of little faith, but we're just new song. We're just this church in Colorado Springs. How can we help them? We're not going to, when there's all these teams deploying there, and what can we do? And let me tell you, if you will take, I want to read something to you, a, a, a little bit of a letter we got. If you will take what you have, what you have, what you have, any, whatever it is, God will take your loaves, he will take your fish, and he will multiply it and supernaturally, and it will do things that actually make a difference. Yeah, I believe that, but, you know, not a real difference. Well, um, we believe that God was going to just use whatever we had. We took an offering one week, and it wasn't a whole lot. I think we gave probably maybe $1,500 in gift cards to, um, we picked one family the Arresta family, we didn't know them from Adam, really, we didn't, in, in Houston, that had lost their house, and they're still out of their house. And we believe as a church that God does, uh, you know, our mission is that we would see the impossible in us and, and around us, through us. And um, so we gave to, this, to these people, and they wrote us a letter, and I want to read it to you, a part of it, because it's an example of... Um, how God will take what you have, what you're gifted with, and do more, do bigger, even if you think, well, what, what do I have? And it's amazing. It says, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's a really long letter, and I'm just going to read like a couple of paragraphs from it. Has it signed by the whole family on the back. These people were not believers. They did not go to church. Um, they had already emailed us and said, you know, we know that you're not, you have no strings attached to this because you can't invite us to your church, yet you give to us. It's not so that we'll get anything in return. We probably would have asked them to come if they lived close, wouldn't we? Because that's our flesh. But we couldn't. We couldn't even do that. And they said, thank you, thank you, thank you. Words cannot express our sincerest appreciation for what you've done for our family. I apologize for not being able to send this sooner as last month has been quite hectic. I wanted to take the time to properly express my thoughts, so I took some time. They're still not in their house. They thank you for the cards, the notes, the gift cards, the checks, the prayer. I have, have them in all in a yellow envelope, and I will keep them, me and my family, by us for the rest of our lives as a reminder of every single one of you. <laughs> we are all safe and together. I am living with family outside of uh, in Katy. So I consider myself fortunate that I do not have to be in a shelter. You all have reminded 
us of the good in the world. And it took a disaster situation like this to be reminded. If that's what it took, then so be it. It was worth it. You knew nothing about us, my family, my background, religion, etc. Yet you all took time out of your lives to dedicate generosity our way. I could not think of a truer definition of religion, community, and love than what you all have shown us. And one thing I must clarify from your letter to me, this, I sent, we sent them a little letter with it. This was not a small token that you gave. I honestly could have gotten a million dollars from elsewhere, and it would not have meant nearly as much to me as what the New Song Church and the family has done for us. You have positively impacted our lives in such a meaningful way and beyond our monetary compensation ever possible. This will stay with us forever. I am deeply touched that strangers reached out to us and thought about our family. People we don't even know in Colorado were praying for us. It took this storm and losing everything to realize I have everything. I lost nothing. Thank you for that reminder. Thank you, honestly and sincerely, from our family to yours. Awesome. I want to tell you today. Thanks for listening today. Remember, God wants to do the impossible through you and me. We encourage you to become a deeper part of what we are doing. Visit us at newsongcs.com and become a giver to the New Song Foundation and an investor in bringing this message of Jesus across the world. God bless you.